everyone. Welcome to another episode of Opposites React. Uh, today is June. It's June 3rd, 2020. Uh, this is episode 19, and I'm here with Tyler. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I am severely tired. <laughs> More so than usual. Uh, yeah, it was... The, the storm was so cool last night, the electric <laughs> storm, that... I, I just was so hyped that I could not sleep. Uh, so, um, what's going on? Oh, you know, uh, the usual <laughs> um, in terms of our day-to-day media consumption, I guess. Uh, I'm still playing the same games. Nothing's changed there. Uh, I am sort of getting a little more hyped up now for The Last of Us 2. Really? Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, ever since Considering I got, you know everything about the game Well, now. no. I mean, there was those leaks last month, which I don't think were ever like 100% confirmed. Some of it's true. Some of it could be a bit of hyperbole, but... Let's assume it's all true. Fine. I'm still looking forward to it. Just reading impressions of people that have played the first couple hours or so. It, it, it sounds intriguing. I am getting kind of back on board. Well, so. good luck with that. I know. <laughs> it's not like you have time. Um... It's funny, so the other day, what was it? Uh, so actually, it was June 1st, so this, this past Monday, um, I was playing Apex Legends, and I don't know what, I was just like in the zone that night. I, I can't remember the last time I had three wins in one night before. Bragging. Yeah. I mean, one of them I definitely clutched. Uh, the other two, I had good teammates as well. So, but it was just a good night all around. It was fun. Um, I just feel like I going in, it's funny, going in with a more positive attitude when you're playing games as opposed to being angry all the time. Who would have thunk I for you? I know. Yeah, oh someone God. keeps I'm telling me it. Someone keeps telling me that, but it, it never sinks in. Yeah. Even even science, when it happens, you just go revert back. <laughs> uh, in terms of the MLB The Show, I am looking forward to something happening tonight once we get off this podcast. Uh, well, potentially. <laughs> now. No. So... Uh, anybody who's played the game or followed it in the last few months since it's been out has known that they've done these flash sales a few times. Where I've heard of these. Anybody who's familiar with flash sale knows what it entails. Essentially, at a certain amount, at a certain time, which will be 9:30 p.m. Eastern tonight, they're going to put up a sale for probably about an hour. It usually lasts for an hour, and they're going to sell uh, a pack that contains like a, a, a guaranteed diamond player from the past packs that they've had called headliner packs, which are like the um, rare diamonds. Not oh, okay. so not live cards, but like flashbacks, legends, like the like that one. Remember that one? I like twice now. I've tried to max out these headliner cards when they go on sale. Like I buy like five of them for like thirty five thousand stubs, and I never oh, I remember last time. And I never get the card that I want. And so, your child always makes you buy them all. Yeah. <laughs> now the thing that I find weird is that they haven't either. Like the the devs and it'll be the show, like the Twitter feed, who is usually on top of this stuff. They haven't officially come out yet and said what this thing's going to cost tonight. So everybody's speculating it's going to be like 20000 30000 oh. I don't know why they never come out and say the price because today, I'm oh, sorry, no, yesterday. Yesterday they had a, no, wait, what's today? June 3rd, sorry, today. This morning is when they started the stub sale. It coincides, oh, the PlayStation. coincides with the PlayStation sale. Days of play so whatever. today, like, if you buy, like, the bigger packs of stubs, it's 30% off. Right. So that obviously coincides with them having, like, there's a flash sale today, there's another one tomorrow, and then on Saturday they're going to have, no, I'm sorry, what's it today? Wednesday. Today, today's flash sale, tomorrow's flash sale, and Friday is when those new packs come out that I'm telling you, the one they're calling like Ducks on the Pond. Right. Where it's like six rare like live cards. So anyways, yeah, a lot of sales going on in the next few days, which obviously coincides with the stub sale, so they want people to break out those credit cards and spend some money. Yeah. Um, so Maybe they haven't told you the price because the price will change daily. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm just curious. Like I guess once I get, once we're done this podcast, I'll go on and see, and I may or, I may or may not buy one. I'm on the fence still. <laughs> So I did the math. Oh, I, I did the math earlier, and essentially, so there's going to be 23 cards, 23 different cards available in this flash sale tonight. 
So let's just speculate. Let's just say if they're selling for 30000 each. Out of these 23 cards that are currently on the market, only four are selling for more than that. So okay. essentially, your odds of making a profit are not going to be great. Slim. Unless you get, get really lucky and you get one of those top four cards, you can either obviously keep it, which I'd probably only keep one of them if I caught it, the, the Matt Kemp. The other ones I would all sell for sure. Um, but there's also the chance... Why would you do this? There's also the chance that you could pull something as low as... So if, let's just say if they want you to spend 30000 there's a chance you could pull one that's only worth ten. So you're definitely... But you want one gambling. card out of this. That's it. Yeah, I have a one in twenty-three chance. I don't know what the percentage is on that, but low. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's like less. It's it's a little more than four percent. Oh, it's better than the regular odds, <laughs> which are usually one in fifty. So. But I'm sure his odds uh, are less because he's a more rare card. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Well, we'll see what happens. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything for you, gaming wise? Literally, I haven't. I haven't even been playing Miku. I've been just doing other things. So I'm just Animal Crossing daily. That's it. That's all I got. Didn't you kick out another villager recently? I kicked me? out Pietro. Poor Pietro. First, no, first Benjamin, sad. then Pietro. Yeah. Hey, I need the cats and the wolves to move in. The only way they move in is uh, if I kick them out. And the only problem with that is every time they come to my campsite, I lose the card game. Nobody moves in. Yep. It's a sad state of affairs. Well, hang on. Like you told me when I... When you can go to campsites too. No. Well, you mean the Mystery Islands. I'm sorry. Mystery Islands. Yes, yeah. you're right. So why don't you just do that and try and recruit the... I could. I'm like sitting on 40,000 miles or whatever. I yeah. could. I just, I'm really angry at the Mystery Islands because I always get the native fruit and I don't want any more pears. I'm tired of pears. Yeah. They do nothing for me. Did you watch anything new in the last week? Probably not. I haven't really watched no. any shows or movies or anything with me. Um, the only, well, the one that I watched last week, you were, you were listening to in the background. I did listen to it. So that one was interesting. That one was, I think I alluded to it last week yeah. in the podcast that I, said I had to get around to watching it. it. Right. So it was uh, called Dark Waters. Yes. Came out last year. It came out in theaters last year in 2019. Doesn't uh, feel like a theater movie. That's well, a drama. I mean, yes. it had big, it had big actors behind it. So Did it's, it? I didn't recognize anybody, but I've only well, listened. Mark Ruffalo and Anne Hathaway. So was Anne Hathaway the wife? The wife? Yeah, the wife. Yes. So it's based on a true story. So based on a book, which is about a true event uh, that happened. I see. I, I tried to look this up on Wikipedia earlier, but it didn't have the dates listed on here. But I'm pretty sure it started in the late '80s. Okay. And this extended all the way into like as recently as 2015 when this is still like an ongoing thing. But oh, all the like cases. with the trial cases. Yeah. So, but this is about a so Mark Ruffalo plays uh, Rob Bellot, who is a, a criminal uh, defense attorney. Like he works for he he defends uh, chemical corporations. Right. So, anyways, uh, someone from his old hometown um, tracks him down, like knew him through his grandma. So, uh, tracks him down. Um, I think he works just outside Pennsylvania. I can't remember exactly where it was, but so old farmer tracks him down and says, Oh, come to my farm. I want to show you something. And the guy has, he's had 190 cows die from something like something that he thinks is in the water supply. He says something's been poisoning my cows. So through all this investigation and the the movie is, it doesn't give it away. No, no, I'm not giving anything away. But so the movie involves an investigation into the chemical company called DuPont which is one of the, it probably still is one of the biggest, but at the time, especially back in the 90s, was like the biggest uh, supplier, uh, like co- chemical corporation yeah. in, in America. Like they made everything. Like it, essentially they, so what comes out during the early investigation of this, of the the company is that they were using a, uh, a, a chemical compound they developed called PFOA. They made up this acronym. So it's not even like a register with like the, the um, FCC F, or, or no, whatever that's, it is, uh, chemicals. FDA? FDA, right. Yeah. Uh, they made this chemical. And so back, going all the way back to like the Vietnam War, they would use this chemical initially on like tanks and helicopters and stuff. And it was like, um, it was something that you would coat over the... It's Teflon. 
Yeah, it's essentially it's Teflon. You coat over it to to prevent wear and tear and damage stuff like that. So when war was over and these American companies decided, hey, we can use this in like household items like yeah. pots and pans and and then it's like you know everything was using Teflon back then. And so so the character like the Mark Ruffalo's character as he gets deeper and deeper in his investigation and he realizes that like you know DuPont the company was hiding more things and they were being criminally negligent and stuff and I'm not going to give away the second half of the film but it goes some places like it's a really a riveting story it takes a while to get going because you know you get to set up the whole mm-hmm. first 20 minutes or so of the movie but once you get into this investigation it's really intense and especially when you get to the end and you realize that it's all based on a true story and it ends on like a terrifying like a little bit of text scrawl at the end now most of these movies that have based on true stories always well, some sort of text because they want to update you on yeah, what's happened and but it'll say something like you know because of how widespread this chemical is because everybody in the world has probably used this or had yeah. it in their household at some time it says like 99 percent of all humans on earth have probably been poisoned by this chemical so it's in what happens is this chemical when it enters your bloodstream it stays there permanently it doesn't yeah. break down it um so it, over time if you accumulate a lot of it like the people that worked at the plant in dupont would all come down with like cancers yeah. and other uh, diseases and uh, their babies would be yeah their babies deformed. would grow up deformed and stuff or be born deformed it was crazy so uh really really interesting movie it's it's funny i when i was at work the other day at the office i recommend one of my coworkers say hey have you heard about this movie she's like oh i really want to watch that and i'm like it's hard to recommend because like right now most people probably want some positivity yeah. like you want to watch a happy movie and this definitely isn't one of those movies it's like this is gonna be like a depressing movie to watch but, but, I enjoyed but, it listening to but it. it's really interesting yeah, yeah. to me it i drew comparisons with this not because of the subject material obviously they're very different movies but just in terms of the way the investigation aspects and sort of ironically the fact that mark ruffalo is in both movies but i drew comparisons between this and that other movie called spotlight oh i haven't i didn't see spotlight oh it's so good wait did i see Spot- is that the newspaper one oh, they investigate the catholic churches okay the, no i know oh, i might have listened to that one I can't you probably listen to it but that's a really good movie too yeah but i love those movies that do these deep investigations and they show like all the journalism behind the scenes mm-hmm. and all the hard work, the years it takes to build these cases, yeah. and it's interesting. So, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend the movie. Like, the acting was amazing. Um, yeah, the script was great. Uh, like I said, it's a drama, so you don't go in expecting obviously any kind of action. There's no like real conspiracy twists or turns. It's pretty straightforward, like just showing how this case built up and how the companies were negligent and how the lawyers, you know, good and bad were working on the case. So it's, yeah, it's. Uh, Good film. I got rid of the Teflon after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's next on the docket? There's actually a couple of, uh, not a couple. There's definitely one. I was looking at the list of movies that are coming out in June. Like by coming out, I mean like Netflix, for Netflix Amazon, and, yeah, streaming. Right. So there's one coming out on Netflix in a couple of weeks. I saw the trailer for last week. I was really intrigued by it because not only because of the director and the cast and the trailer. The trailer itself is really well made. So I think it's called. It's a Spike Lee film. Just so going, oh, you should okay. expect it's like Spike Lee usually does some sort of racially driven films. Um, so this one is it's called The Five Bloods, like D A, the number five, and then Bloods. Okay. And apparently, it's based on a. I mean, this could be exaggerated a bit, but it's apparently based on a true story of. Um, I think it was a. Uh, there was a you know a battalion in the Vietnam War. Four or five of these black soldiers who survived the Vietnam War. Apparently, there was a bunch of uh, gold hidden in vietnam like okay. after the war so these soldiers now so the vietnam war is what i think like late 60s early 70s so i think this was set in sort of a present day maybe like in the 2010 decade so the, the movie is showing these these older 
soldiers who obviously survived the Vietnam War and they decide to go back and try and retrieve this lost golden treasure that they know where it right. is, right? I think the one guy like brings, again, I don't know if this is based on a true story or not, but the one guy, or if it's exaggerated for the sake of the film, but this one guy brings his son with him, like his 20-year-old son or whatever, just to show him, like, hey, you know. This, this is, is where I fought. Right. So, but I don't know, just think about the, like, the cast looks great, the trailer's really well done, like, Spike Lee always does really interesting films, and uh, when he does original films anyways, like, mm-hmm. the one that, the one that Spike Lee is that really, was still a good film, but he doesn't usually do, like, reboots and remakes and stuff, so he did one, like, was it six seven years ago it was called old boy okay but it was that was a direct like it was like an american remake of a japanese film oh. or korean is it korean i could be wrong sorry i think it might be a korean film i don't want to get that wrong but old boy is like a the the japanese or korean whichever it is um, asian yes the asian <laughs> cinema film what the original was great and the spike lee one was still good because he uses a lot of the same story beats tweaks a couple of things in the story but it just i don't know like spike lee when he does original stuff like you can tell he's passionate about they're really good films um you know i'm not even gonna list them all he's done so many in the 90s and early 2000s uh but yeah this one looks really interesting and uh like i said it's coming on netflix i think june 15th or 16th i want to okay. say so looking forward to that um yeah other than that i don't know uh what else was i think there's something coming to amazon that i wanted to watch this Is month it grand tour Do no have grand tour? i know <laughs> I, I don't know when that's happening uh what did I? Uh, and it's funny. So you're gonna roll your eyes when I say this, but I feel like every year I go through this phase where well, I go through phases of all kinds of films. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'll have a point in the year where I'll be like, I just want to watch James Bond films, like all month. Yes. I was gonna watch James well, Bond. Well, that failed you this year when right. you tried. Uh, but I feel like every year, at some point in the year, for whatever reason, I fall into this phase where I'm like, I just want to like watch like 20 westerns. Oh, <laughs> I'm in a western s- mood. That's a terrible. And it's usually every time do. I stumble <laughs> across something on YouTube, I stumble across a western video on oh. YouTube, and I'm like. Like the other day, I was just like, you know, I can't remember what I was watching. Um, I think I was watching videos of, um, and I tr- when I watched the videos on YouTube, I tried to go out and buy this film. But I couldn't find the Blu-ray copy of that Entertainment anywhere. What was it? Uh, it's called Tombstone. Oh, I've heard of that one. Mm-hmm. Why did I hear of that one? Well, it's a pretty popular Western. It? Yeah, it came out in the 90s. Um, you know, like uh, Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, uh, Bill Paxton. Like a lot of good actors are in it. It's definitely one of the best Westerns of the 90s, if not probably top uh, I was gonna say top ten all time. There's so many good westerns, though. It might be top ten all time. No such thing. <laughs> but then, like, even just something down, like you know, even the classics, like obviously the Clint Eastwood stuff, like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, I bought you that collection. Then, like, Once Upon a Time in the West, such a good film. Uh, even something like who's like, what's like loosely classified as a western, something like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Like, it's not a typical western, but it's set in that sort of motif. Yeah, I don't know. I just get in this mood where I just want to. I'll put headphones on. It's fine. All right. Cool. <laughs> oh, and the other thing that I started doing recently that I thought you might you thought was kind of interesting, right? Remember I told you I found a thing online where oh. somebody somebody who had a lot of time during, during this whole <laughs> quarantine isolation thing going on with the COVID stuff that he watched because really all the pretty much all the Marvel movies nowadays are available on Disney Plus if you have that subscription. Yeah, I saw I say, some of them are falling off of Netflix this month. Right. So that's that's kind of I think that's kind of weird. If you go on Disney Plus, they'll have pretty much every Marvel movie listed on there. But if you click on a couple of them, like I think the ones I tried to click on, um, uh, was it? It was one of the Captain America films, maybe Civil War. I don't remember. But one of the film, no, one of the films. If you try and click on Disney Plus, it'll just say, "Sorry, this is not available to like August 16th or something." Uh. And then I remembered, oh, it was probably on Netflix. And I went yeah. on Netflix, and they still have a few of the Marvel films on there. Yeah, I saw Infinity War is falling off this month. Yeah, maybe that's the one I was thinking of. Um, 
so yeah do you, so anyways but someone uh, who obviously had access to all the streaming services they watched all the Marvel films and I can't remember how many there were. I think there's like 24 of them or something watched all the Marvel films and what he did because the Marvel films they always jump around uh, in the timelines like some will take place in the early 90s some take place in the 2000s some in like current day some even go as far back as like the 60s and 70s depending on if you're going back to like Tony Stark's parents and stuff like that uh, okay. so but someone created a list of chronologically the timeline for all the films. They gave timestamps. Timestamps, yeah. So it, they go as far back as, like, I think one of the Thor movies goes back to, like, 960 AD or something. <laughs> you know, uh, so, and then, so it was interesting. So I've watched, like, in terms of, like, actual films watched from start to finish, the only ones I've seen so far was the first Captain America film, because that takes place, like, during World War Two or something. Right. And then uh, the most recent one was Captain Marvel. I think that takes place in the early 90s. Right. But most of the films take place in like the 2000s and beyond. So, but it's interesting seeing the timelines jump around because like there'd be times where like I'd have to, it'd be like, okay, it's the, the, it'll, it'll give you a timestamp on this article. So it'll say, watch Captain America Civil War, like watch the prologue up until three minutes in when like the credits kick in and then switch over to like the beginning of Thor. And after that, switch over to like this other, uh, so the, or something where even just like you, you're switching from a prologue of one film to like the end credits of another film because yeah. <laughs> of the way the timeline jumps all yeah. around. I think it's really interesting. And I, I'm really liking it so far. It's a good project. Yeah. yeah. I spent a lot of time on it, obviously. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's cool. Um, Are you going to go through with it? I think so. I think the Have list... you learned anything? Like, has anything, like, stuck out to you? Like, well, oh, it's, it's cool just sense. seeing, like, like, what was the biggest one that stuck out to me? I think if the the Thor prologue, it'll have a, a subtitle on the screen that says, like, um, uh Tom Ber- Tornberg, Norway or something was the location in like 960 AD. And then after, the, I think right after Thor, uh, there was, there's another film in between, but then like the third or fourth film I watched was the Captain, the first Captain America film. And right away I realized watching the the first five minutes of that film, it says like Tornberg, Norway, 1940. Oh. So you realize because in Thor, that's where the Tesseract was buried and the Captain America villain goes to dig it up in that film. So it's nice. interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool seeing like that consistency. That's something I would have yeah. remembered through films. And it makes you really appreciate like how all these Marvel screenwriters really had to collaborate and get all their facts straight. Be like, yeah. okay, this has to like match it's up like, in the timeline. It's like a Bible of right. a timeline kind yeah. of thing. Like they have to run everything by the, the Marvel yeah. president, Kevin Feige, and be like, okay, does this match up with your time? I'm sure they have like flow charts everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like whiteboards of just crazy. One yeah. day there'll be an art book about and it. And you think of anybody how crazy even got in, in a couple of the last Avengers films when they do all this time travel yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's I like, know. Like, this <laughs> <laughs> like a nightmare. Oh, uh, but it's cool. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I like you know. I'm always intrigued about like what's another um, franchise that I was like even like looking into the Star Wars films because people always debate should you watch the Star Wars films in the oh, order they were released? Yes. Or so like four, four five, five six. right? Like yeah. well, four, four five, five six, six is one, the way two, they were three. released. Or do you start like one two three then four yeah. five six? Because technically we go like one two three uh, and then you had that Rogue One. In between four, five, six, because right. Rogue One was the prequel to four, yes. technically. So you gotta. So chronology, do you want to do Star Wars films that way? But it's weird doing it that way because, like, obviously, if you watch, if you watch one, two, three, which came out like between ninety nine and two thousand five, I think, and then you go watch four, five, six, which came out in the seventies. Like, it's weird because, yeah, like chronology it makes sense, but the the technological differences and the way that they're shot, it's like okay, you're going from watching modern CGI films to like yeah. older seventies films. Kind of takes like, you out of right. what's going on. So I don't know. But I was intrigued by that. Um, other than that, I don't really have much else to talk about currently. Uh, so do you want to just uh, continue our 
pro- project from the last couple of podcasts <laughs> where I have my Netflix list in front of me here. I'm going to pick the same numbers again. Something's going to happen. Well, you have not yet, I don't think. so. I did it last time. Did you pick one the same one last <laughs> yeah. time? Okay. Well, so uh, we'll try and do three today. So give me okay. uh, give me one. Give me a number. One between one and 150 again. 21. We'll go back in time. Okay. Yep, 21 we haven't done yet. So this is an interesting one. I don't know if you've heard. I don't think you've seen it. You may have heard me watch it. I definitely watched it. Well, I was just the only one. Def- I was say, I definitely watched it on Netflix. Duh. <laughs> but like, I've only seen it on Netflix. Like I didn't, I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't like rent it or anything. This was like a one one time watch kind okay. of thing for me. But it's a good film. I really liked it. And uh, but you're a re- rewatch. Yeah, I would I would rewatch this one, but I just wouldn't go out of my way to rewatch it. Probably. Um, it came, it's, so I think it came out. I want to say 2014. And it's called The Judge. A pretty generic Good. title, but the, the movie is. Is that is that. Mm. Hold on, Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Yeah, 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 I did it. I listened to this movie. Good job. Yeah, so Robert Downey Jr. and and Robert Duvall are both in it. They play father and son. Uh, so the basic premise. Well, the reason the movie's called The Judge is because Robert Duvall is a judge in the film. De Niro, uh, De Niro, geez, Downey mm-hmm. Jr. is his son. So uh, Duvall's character gets accused of um killing somebody like accident like a hit and run type thing with it with his vehicle so uh danny jr like they're like they're kind of estranged like father and son they don't get along well and then you over the film they show some flashbacks and other they mention other events of why they had a falling out with mm-hmm. his childhood the way he was raised and stuff like that so he but he comes back to the uh to his to his hometown i guess to kind of like defend his dad in this court because i think the i think the prosecutor in this case the one who's trying to like uh uh, put away uh, Duval's character is Billy Bob Thornton plays the prosecutor. Okay, and he does a good job. He doesn't play like a jerk prosecutor. Or anything. He's just like a guy trying to do his job, and he probably has some sort of sympathy, empathy because like Duval's character has been like the judge in this place for, like forty years. Like he's uh, well respected in the community, so people are conflicting. So like, oh, did like you know, did he hit a guy because it was dark outside? He didn't see where he was driving. Was he drunk? Like who knows, right? Mm. So, but Downey Jr. comes back, so you have that. They do a really good. The scenes in the movie where they're just like one on one clashing, like yelling at each other and like going talking about their past and childhood is really great. And they give a little bit of backstory too about why Downey's character also left. Like he, um, uh, he he like he meets up with his old girlfriend in the, in the town. She's still living in the town or working in the town. I don't remember, but uh, he kind of gets back together with her and they reminisce about the old times. And so, but it, honestly, like the courtroom scenes in this film were really good. Uh, like they're both great actors, obviously. When they're working together, Down Jr. and Duvall, they're great. Um, but they really they pull out the heartstrings too. Sometimes there's one really emotional scene towards the end that I won't spoil when he's kind of doing a one-on-one cross-examination with his dad in the courtroom, and he's talking about past memories of when he was a kid, and like I have these happy memories. Why don't I remember those things? And just the details they go into, it's really really good. Well, well, you can represent your dad. Like uh, in court. I'm trying to remember if they touched like he wasn't originally going to be the defense attorney i think there's another guy locally that was going to do it but then that guy Danny jr realized like i didn't know anything or he's like an idiot so he's like well i'm gonna give my dad a fair shot so i think initially duvall's character kind of like wanted to represent himself i like, uh, didn't want to have like a, a lawyer but i think that it's, it's like it's been a while since i've seen it i only watched it the one time I'm trying to remember all the details but it's a good film and uh I'm not going to spoil how it ends, but it has a really good ending, too. Good final, like, 15 minutes or so. You would have said it's a bad movie otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't stick the landing, I'm not going to remember you. So, good film. I'd check it out if you're... It's not like it's not too long. Pacing's good. It's a good, probably, hour 45, hour 50-ish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tolerable. I don't think it got a lot of recognition when it came out. Like, box office-wise, I'm sure it didn't, like, you know, blow off any doors. And I don't think it got any award nominations. Although, I'm kind of surprised, because I could have seen either of them getting nominated. But maybe it was a tough year for Oscars. Who knows? So. Uh, true. Anyways, um, what you got? What else? Let me number. 
59. Number 59 is... Oh, gosh. Oh, you had to. Okay. <laughs> one, of the, one of the few movies on this list that I despise. Yay! Oh, man. Okay. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember the year now. It's fairly recent. I want to say 2016 or 2017. I'm going to go with 2016, probably. I remember this was hyped up because... Like, I'd heard about this movie. They'd announced this for a while. Like, it's it's a sequel to another film that I do like. Okay. Uh, wait, sequel or prequel? It might actually be a prequel, sorry. So, but uh, in terms of a, a movie franchise. So, it was... I remember there was a lot of hype for it because it was... It was originally supposed to be a theater movie. And then I think for whatever reason, the studio... I think the studio did some screenings and they got some bad <laughs> feedback. And they were like, oh, maybe we don't want to put this in theaters and like lose a bunch of money. So, we're just going to dump it on Netflix. Okay. But yeah, Netflix was a dump. So, I remember, so I remember one year we were watching the Super Bowl. I wish I could remember which one it was. We were watching the Super Bowl, and the, the, the commercial for this, like the trailer for this movie, actually showed during the Super Bowl commercials. Okay. And at the end of the trailer, it said available on Netflix after the Super Bowl. Right. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Like right after the game, we can go watch this movie, right. which I'm actually looking forward to watching, right? And then I watched the movie right after the Super Bowl, and I sat there after I watched it, and I'm like, that was garbage. <laughs> wow. Um, I can see why they didn't put it in theaters. <laughs> so before I. Um, leave you guys hanging on to what I'm talking about here. The movie is called The Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, right. I remember that. <sighs> I really like the original Cloverfield. Yes. So this is a prequel to that. It explains... What, what, what's the second one? There's another uh, one, too. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Okay, yes. yes. That I one like is... That too. I believe that one is a sequel to Cloverfield. Yeah, that one yeah. is. I do like that one. But that one's very different. It doesn't really... Yeah. It doesn't have to do with the monster stuff. It has more to do with the psychologicalness of the three people being stuck underground. Psychological warfare. I don't <laughs> know what you want to call one. it. You know what I'm trying to say. Okay, Cloverfield. So, like... Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, I've seen this once. Never well, w- for good reason. So, I'm going to try and remember what I can here. So, like I said, it is a prequel to the first Cloverfield movie. So, more, pretty much the whole movie takes place in space. Because the... I like the, this already. I know. How could you hate this? <laughs> so, you have a... Again, what killed me is that a really good cast in this film. And the cast all has a good job, but the script really lets them down. And okay. the directing... I don't remember who directed it, but I think it was... Not the original? No. So the directing wasn't great either. Like nothing memorable in terms of the action. But anyway, so it's in space. You have a whole crew of like maybe I don't know ten people, and they're trying to they're trying to investigate. Is it like they're 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 exploring space? I'm trying to remember exactly what they were doing up there. But they they activate some kind of energy pulse, or they have some kind of technology on board they're using, and they eventually what is they open up a wormhole essentially. And some aliens or monsters ever come through the wormhole, which mm-hmm. is, to, is to explain what happens in the first Cloverfield film, like how the monsters yes. come to Earth. So, where do I begin with this? It, the movie is a mess. It's just the, there's there's things that are unexplained, whether purposely or not purposely. I don't know what the script is doing, but there's just there's jumps in logic between the characters. Their personalities will change like on a whim. Uh, there's a lot of there's really not that much action in the film until like the last half hour and even then it's the way, remember, the way I remember being shot and edited was just terrible and even the final like the way it actually ends like the final shot of the film was so cheesy I was just like I, I literally yelled at my screen like are you kidding me <laughs> like come on so I really have no way to recommend this to anybody like not even as like a it's so bad it's good kind of film it's just a bad film in my opinion okay. I'm pretty sure Rotten Tomatoes had it somewhere in like the 20s like it wasn't well received uh, yeah, and honestly, if they hadn't stuck the, I mean, obviously they stuck the Cloverfield name on there for marketing purposes. If they mm. had named this anything else, no one would ever pay attention to this film. <laughs> so, yep, I got nothing good to say about it, in my opinion. Okay, well then the next number I'm gonna pick is 60s. So you're like, <laughs> what did I watch after it? Yeah, uh, 
uh, it's not much better. Yeah. Slightly, slightly <laughs> better. I think you've heard of this one. This was a Netflix original film. Came out in, I want to say, 2017 or 2018. Well, how did this come out in 2016 and your another next movie come out in 2018? Okay, then obviously they're both probably 2017, <laughs> if that makes sense to me. I'm going to say 2017. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I know. I'm following your logic here. Uh, so this one stars Will Smith. He plays a cop. Oh, is this like the super facial stuff one? Like super, super engaging? N- one or is this different? Are you thinking Gemini Man? Oh, maybe. No, no. This is the one where he's like, it's like a fictional. It's a fictional take, obviously, on like our, our the current world. Like it takes place in L.A. or something, but it has to do with like humans and orcs living together. Oh, I, I thought that was a TV show. I didn't think that. No, was... it was a movie. It's called Bright. Yeah. No. Bright. Okay. Yeah. Directed by like directed by David Ayer, who's a good director. He's done like uh, he did like uh, End of Watch. Um, Nope. Why am I drawing such a blank on his films right now? I like it. I like most of his films. Okay, he okay. Most recently, you know, he did Suicide Squad. No. So he does. Like, he does big You're budget not films. Me. I know. I'm not saying he's a great director, but I'm saying I've usually up to this, I usually enjoy most of his films. Lately, he hasn't had a good track. Oh, he did. Um, he did that one called Fury that was really good. And that Brad Pitt one about like World War Two in German in Germany. Anyways, uh, long story short, he's not a bad director. He but sometimes he makes bad choices. I think with what he chooses to direct or. I don't. I can't remember. He might have had a writing credit on this one. I don't remember a co-writing credit. But, anyways, movie stars Will Smith and Joel Edgerton, another actor I really like, uh, like from Warrior and uh, what's Warrior? That MMA one with Tom Hardy. The, oh the, yeah, you talked about that. Yeah. I remember that one. Anyways, uh, like the acting in the film isn't isn't the problem. It's the script, definitely. It's like they they shoo in a lot of these racial stereotypes, and again, it's, well, it's they, the point of the movie. But they make fun of those. So like, oh, humans. Like you have like. So Will Smith is a cop. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it takes place in L.A. And he's partnered up with like an he has a, an orc partner, which is what the Joel Edgerton character is. He's an orc uh, who's a cop, and of course, like all the most of the cops, pretty much for almost all the cops on the force are humans. So this would be like the first like non-human cop. So everybody gets dog it. man, right? So <laughs> dog man. Wow, that reference for all the people out there. If you don't have kids, if you don't have kids, and you know who dog man is, you have to explain that one because. I don't know. That's uh, that's a. Uh, I know. I don't even know how to elaborate on that. Dog man. Jeez. Cat kid is. <sighs> okay, we're getting off topic. So, going back to Bright. What am I gonna say about Bright? Um, it's not a terrible film. Like it's definitely better than Chlorophyll Paradox. Coming off of that, Bright was like an Everything Oscar. Bright was, Bright was like an Oscar winner compared to Chlorophyll Paradox. But Bright is still not a great. I don't think I've ever rewatched or wanted to really rewatch it ever since I watched it the first time. Um. It's it's okay. It's a good way to pass a couple hours. Like it's not a, the action in this film is decent. Sometimes there's some good gunfights, some good action scenes. It's a lot of cliches, like especially when it comes to, like bad cop, good cop stuff, and just like partners always, you know, they hate each other first, and of course they, mm-hmm. they respect each other each later other. on. And it's you know, I don't know. I don't have a lot else good to say about this one. It's it's passable. Again, I can see why it wouldn't be a theater movie. <laughs> mm. Um, although I think like at the time, like it. It was it was marketed heavily, and because of like Will Smith and the other big names they had, they I'm pretty sure like it set some Netflix records at the time for everybody it watching it. I'm sure, by now it's been superseded by other movies and shows, but yeah, it was pretty big for Netflix at the time. But I think yeah. I, th- I think they were talking about making a sequel, but I don't oh. know if that's ever going to happen. So cool. Uh, just, I really don't want to end on that one. Pick one more number. Oh man, <laughs> sixty-one then. <laughs> No, not six. No, because no, because I can talk about sixty-one for a long time. So we're not doing sixty-one right now. Oh. Pick something else. Um, One hundred forty-one. 
No, another one. My goodness. One more, yeah, one more short crack at this, and we're giving 39. up. Okay, well, that's it for tonight, people. <laughs> <laughs> all the films we picked are all great films that I love, and I can talk oh, about them for like probably okay. ten minutes each. So, yeah. Well, so okay, let's recap. What <laughs> I think there wasn't much to really like there. What did I? What did I? It was only three films we I did. The first one. We did the Judge. Yes. Was the, the Judge, judge Cloverfield Paradox, yeah. and Bright? Yeah. Great out, day. It's out, a great of those, day. out of those three, definitely watch a Judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's not even a contest. Like, <laughs> I guess if you really want to get drunk, you can go watch Bright. It might be passable. Uh, I don't think I don't think all the alcohol in the world could help Cloverfield. Wow. Unless you want to just pass out while you're watching it. <laughs> it's a good movie to fall yeah. asleep to. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Man, it, it, it's kind of one of the few films on this list I really hate that much. Cloverfield Paradox. I'm trying to think of redeeming things about it, and other than the cast giving their all, because who was who was the cast? It was like. I say big names that really are what big like, names that I recognize, but names you wouldn't recognize probably. Um, I don't recognize a lot. That's true, but it didn't have like any A-listers. Let's put it that way. Okay. It had a solid team of like B actors who were. Well, sort of the first, like the first one had nobodies. Yeah, well, the first one was shot almost like a found footage thing, oh, I know. doing all handheld stuff. So it makes sense that the second one doesn't get like a whole bunch of A-listers then. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> Well, oh, what time is it right now? Oh, it's 9.33. Oh, he's getting oh. ready to go oh, buy his ticket. flash sale. stubbies. Do I want to blow some money? Yes, you do. I'd be you disappointed. Will, uh. We all know. You'll give us a good result. You know, the, you know what the irony is? I had, I sold a card earlier today. Uh, like, I had one of the cards that was going to be available tonight, and I knew it was going to plummet in price because of all the cards going to be on the market mm. after this. So I sold them for like 10000 So I figured, I guess I was, I was sitting on like 20000 stuff, sold them for 10000 so You're worth a whole bunch more now. Well, no, but my question is, I'm saying, I guarantee if I buy Pac-Man, I'm probably going to pull him. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I th- hope so, out of karma, <laughs> just for funsies. That'd be the irony. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, uh, we will be back next week and uh, hopefully have some more fun stuff to talk about. Oh, all your... I've got to find another movie you hate. I'm just going to mind meld. There can't be that many on this <laughs> list that I hate. I, I'd say out of this list of 150, there's probably only like 10 films in here okay, that I really I'm hate. I'm going to try. All right, you try. <laughs> all right, everybody. Stay safe out there. Boys. Bye. Bye.